0: Hi, welcome everybody. You are listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm Margaret Cho. I'm here with my co-host.
1: I'm Jim Short.
0: And uh, gosh, it's different here at night. We're at, In my house, it's at night. We're in the Blue Room. We podcast from the Blue Room in my house here.
1: It's uh, It's got a real atmosphere, but at night it is a bit sort of like... It's different. What was that noise? I know. All those weird sort of like, you know, nighttime feelings you have, like, is that somebody in the other room? I know. What was that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, like, I want to read your tarot card. Yeah, right? like, I feel like got I got you know, to read your you know, there was a weird phase of about two or three days in 1995. I had um, or no, maybe it was actually closer to 1997 I had stopped drinking, and because I used to get you know, I used to get fucked up.
1: Yeah I, I saw that a couple of times.: You saw
0: me get real There was one time I was meeting <laughs> you at Tosca. <laughs> in um in San Francisco. <laughs> and I actually didn't uh, see you out, because I was on the floor in the bathroom. Right. So I thrown up all of the, and I passed out.
1: Oh yeah. Right. On the
0: bathroom floor. I don't know exactly how I got out of there. I think you and Scott.
1: Well, we were we went to Tosca. I don't know if we were at the punchline earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we went to Tos I think. I think you were working the punchline.
0: Oh, right. No, what happened? I, you would come with me to Tosca with Scott or something. Yeah. And then I went to the bathroom and I never came back.
1: Well, that's what happened. Yeah we, were, yeah. we went to Tosca and we were having a, a nice, because uh, Tosca is one of the great places to hang out in mm-hmm. North Beach in San Francisco. And you excused yourself mm-hmm. and went off mm-hmm. and never came back.
0: Yeah. And never, never came, came back. back. Never came back.
1: Never, never, ne- you never came back. And at some point, I started to think, well, okay, this might be, maybe, you know, maybe a search party should be organized. Yeah, yeah. And, uh And uh, one of the fine um, um, employees and the lovely waitress <laughs> came over and she said, um, your friend has passed out on the floor in the ladies' room, so maybe you guys should uh, yeah. get her out of there. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't think we went in there to get you. I think maybe you I came do? out. Did I But we, out? I think it was, it was we moved into action. Scott, get the car. <laughs> So Scott raced out <laughs> to go get the car, put towels down on the seat.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he didn't yeah. do that
1: because you were throwing up. No, he does that because every single time. he put towels down on the seat.
0: Every time. But he laid them out every single time he drove so he would fold them up.
1: I think, did he did he iron them? I think he carried around a little iron, a, a little, travel iron I to make Steamed sure them out. <laughs> Steamed them. No, but he, uh, yeah, he went and got the car and I think I walked you out. Yeah. And then probably took you back to...
0: The Lamborn. The, the Lamborn. Hill Lamborn. Nob Hill Lamborn.
1: And uh, I, don't, I don't know when you woke up, probably a couple remember. of days later.
0: Yeah. I don't really remember. I don't, you know, I have like, I remember um, going to the bathroom. I remember being on the floor briefly. And then I really don't remember. I remember coming out and I think I would, my arm around you and then I think we got in Scott's car. Yes. And then I don't, I don't remember much of what happened after that. I don't. And yeah, it took a couple of days. But it's weird how you can just get blanked out.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it seemed like a, a huge long time. Yeah. And it's it didn't I didn't think there was that big of a long of a line mm-hmm.
0: that mm-hmm. you were
1: waiting. Mm-hmm. So I just figured that. But I don't know. I don't know if I knew you were that drunk, but probably maybe assumes I don't know. I can't remember. I just I figured know. you was just uh, you had something to do. Yeah. And um, but didn't never probably would never have thought you were passed out on the floor.
0: No, but it was they drank so much, and then I was sitting there, and I thought I got to get out of here. You know, like a, I just was so. Um, I think I just couldn't handle it. You know what? know what? It do.
1: was um, it was Labor Day weekend of '96, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we had been at the punchline. I think it was a Sunday night, mm-hmm. and I remember um, we'd been there. Uh, doing doing the Sunday shows, and then we went to Tosca afterwards. But I I do remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's so weird. It's so weird. And I think about like God. I don't. There's so much I don't remember about that night. And there's so there's a few nights like that that I had. And then, you know, and then I you know had that like we talked about it, my Adam Crowell experience,
1: right? Which made me quit for drinking for ten years. Well, yeah, it made I don't drink and It made me quit drinking. <laughs> It made me in solidarity. Like, yeah, I think we need to lay off that for a minute.
0: <laughs> but now I'm back. You know, lay I control it. you handle it now, right? Well, it's very different because I kind of know, like, uh, I can't go very far. And, you know, and I like, you know, I want to drive. I don't want to put anybody in danger. Right. You know, and I don't want to, um, you know, I just don't want to do that to my body either. And I don't like that feeling. I don't know what I was doing then. You know, like, really, I don't know what, it, I think I just didn't know how to drink or I didn't know how to do drugs or I didn't know.
1: Well, it was certainly excess. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I don't know, I think from, you know, plus things that you wrote in your book mm-hmm. and in your first stage play, I think it, you know, it just sort of, well, your first one person show, mm-hmm. it was kind of that, uh, well, why not just get wasted yeah. and forget about whatever is, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe not, not, not good. Yeah. But, but it, how, yeah, how do you, I mean, how, could you imagine if you kept that up? Oh God, I'd be
0: dead. Probably. I'd be dead. Probably. I would have been dead a long time ago, actually. Mm-hmm. If I'd kept that up, I would have been dead probably in a couple of years. Or on that.
1: another floor still somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somewhere. Some, some somewhere. floor passed out.
0: And, and really, um, you can't really maintain uh, work. You know, you can't do comedy like that. I mean, some people try to.
1: Well, I think it eventually catches up with you. Where you, I mean, you can't do a, a solid show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might be able to do an interesting show. But yeah. I mean, if you're incapacitated to that point where you can't even stay up, stand up. No. When you can't stand up mm-hmm. to do your stand up, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you're you done.
0: You're done. You're so done. But, but it's, some people do. Some, some people, people do still
1: it. get get wasted like mm-hmm. that Yeah, on a regular basis. And yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm at that point now. Where, I mean, I, I, and I don't drink and, and we've stated that, but I wake up some days and I'm like, Christ, what, 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 how, how do I even, how do I get in this state? I think it's, you just sort of wake up like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so imagine putting huge excessive amounts of alcohol on top of it and whatever right. else. And drugs. And whatever else is there. I yeah.
0: think at that point I had like a variety of pills that people would give me. Yeah. And so I never really got addicted to one particular thing, but I would take too much of whatever I got.
1: That's like a Keith Moon story. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. It's like
1: those, like, did you ever see that footage when they were at the Cow Palace in <laughs> '73 or something <laughs> oh, like no. that? And and uh, and because it, it's like it's this black and white sort of like very bad footage, and you know that old video from the yeah. '70s kind of look. And and Pete and and uh, Keith Moon just collapsed at the at the drum kit with that big gong behind, oh. and all that. You know that era. And Pete Townsend is is. Pissed off. Yeah. And he's got a mic and he goes, Can anybody out there play the drums? <laughs> and it always ends up being like the guy who played drums with the who, you know, because yeah. and the story was that somebody had presented Keith Moon backstage with some elephant tranquilizers.
0: Oh my god. And the
1: guy said, Just take one. Yeah, And I think it was John Entwistle was telling a story and he went, "I'm not going to take one. I'm Keith Moon. I'll take all eight.
0: Oh my god. And he
1: just got out there and went down on the drums. Oh my god. And Town's and now had to go, Can anybody play the drum? pissed off. Like we're going to do we we're going to need somebody to play these drums.
0: Yeah. Furious. Yeah, so But Keith Moon But that's what it
1: sounds like. It sounds yeah. like people would just show up with People with with the yeah. elephant tranquilizers.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then you're on the floor in Tosco. And then you're <laughs> then you're in Scott's
1: car with that was, a, that, was quite, that. was quite a night. Because when they come over and they go, your friend is passed out on the floor.
0: <laughs> what did Scott do? What did Scott do?
1: <sighs> I think he went into like, you know, and I, I, that's when I had to like, you know, it's almost like one of those movies, like Robert Mitchum, like you get to slap somebody. All right, here's what we're going to do. You go get the car. I'll get, the, <laughs> I'll get her. We'll walk out. You meet us outside. It was very, it very came together really well. It's beautiful. Um, and I think he pulled the car up. And we um, got you, because I wanted to just get you out of there.
0: Yeah, of course. For
1: of your course. health and of for, course. you know, nobody needs to be going, you know what happened last night, right?
0: Yeah. Luckily,
1: there's, there was no TMZ at that point. There it was, was too,
0: no. It was too long ago.
1: Paparazzis.
0: No. Hanging
1: about outside. No,
0: none of that. Nobody had camera phones or no, anything. No, you
1: could do, you could be, there was a lot more discretion back then.
0: At that point. But you know what? I talked to TMZ yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, you know what? I wrote an article. This is what happened right. to me. This is what happened to me on Sunday. It was a very crazy, stupid thing. But I went to a beautiful, beautiful spa in Koreatown. Really nice. And um, I was there, and I go to Korean spas often. And I get a lot of stares from Korean people because I have a lot of tattoos all over my body. However, I don't mind being looked at like that. You know, I'm used to that. But I'm there, and they're really looking at me, really looking at me. And finally, oh, uh, by the way, in Korean spas, everybody's naked. Okay. So it's it's all women. In that, you know, it's, so
1: it's it's just a it's just a women's only thing, in yeah. Right, and, okay.
0: and and you know, there's two sides to the place. There's one man's side and one woman's side. And then, you know, the woman's side, I don't know what they do in the man's side, but the woman's side, everybody's completely naked. We're just all walking around, and um, you know, I I really like the spa. I think it's really nice. And in the sauna, they have a TV, and you can watch golf <laughs> while you're getting, you know, just <laughs> really like. <laughs> Just baked, you know, to like 108, 109 degrees or whatever. And I sit in the spa naked. And the manager comes in and she's fully clothed, young Korean woman. And she's got a phone in her hand and she's like walking around inside the sauna with me. And I'm looking at her and she kind of looks at me. She walks out. And then like a minute later, she walks back in. And she asked me in Korean if I would please go outside with her and talk to her privately. So we walk out and I sit down on a wet bench. I'm totally naked. This yeah, whole I was going to
1: say at this point, it's yeah. going to be, there's a, there's a weird dynamic of yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll weird. come out and talk to you while you're clothed and yeah. I'm not.
0: I'm not. But I mean, I, you know, I, I have a measure of ease with my body and you know, I'm kind, kind of fine with it. but it, So I didn't really notice, but then I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird because I'm totally naked and she's clothed and it's kind of yeah. weird that we're talking. And then so she sits me down and she tells me in Korean, you know, that, that I uh, am really upsetting the people there because of my tattoos. And would I please uh, put something on and um, cover up, you know, because I'm really, in Korean culture, it's like really bad to have tattoos, tattoos and stuff. And that that. Oh, okay. I, I said, I got really upset. Uh, and I, I didn't want to be mad at her, but I had to say, I never said this ever. I said, Do you know who I am? I'm Margaret Cho. And then she realized who I was and she was horrified. Oh, she was wow. horrified. Oh, wow. Like she was so embarrassed because she was actually a fan. And the, the the light of recognition in her eyes, I will never forget because it was like, oh shit, oh shit. I'm, and, but then then again, she apologized again, and she was really sorry, and she said, still, could you just? And then she went and she brought me a robe, and she said, could you put this on? So I felt bad, so I was trying to be nice, and I, so I tried to put the robe on, and I was kind of walking around, but the robe actually causes more attention mm-hmm. because when everybody's naked, yeah, and you're not naked.
1: Who's who's that? Who's that weirdo in a robe? <laughs> Because now, now you are, uh, you, it's almost like, oh, I'm not getting naked mm-hmm. with you lot. Yeah. It's, it It brings more attention. Right. So now they are going to come in and go, would you please not wear the, ro- would you please wear something over the robe to cover the robe? It's like the woman that ate the fly, that ate the thing. Like, <laughs> would you cover up the tattoos with a robe and then a, and then a snuggy? And And then then suddenly
0: I'm a turducken. (laughs) (laughs) I I am now a turducken and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do here? (laughs) Wow. And then so I, you know, I'm trying to get into the hot tub, but I'm trying to also wear the robe to the last second until I get it. Then I just like slip my body in the hot tub and I'm in the hot tub and then I'm in there with a bunch of Korean ladies and I'm looking at them, you know, and I'm trying to say a little bit of Korean, you know, try to be nice. And they all get out of the hot, like four women get out of the hot tub. Because I'm talking to him in Korean, and then I thought, "I this is really, really fucked up." So I went to go have my treatments, and they had added all these nice extras, like this eye scrub and like moisturizing thing, because I felt really bad. Um, but I still felt so uncomfortable that while I was getting these treatments, I felt more and more like I just, I gotta get out of here, right? Because I'm just keep, I keep getting these stares, and I felt so bad. So I went out, you know, to the, you know, I got dressed. And I went to the lobby and the the manager was there and, and, you know, the other ladies there and I was telling them, you know, I felt really awful about what happened. And they felt really bad, too. They were so nice, you know, and I paid and I ended up tipping like 40 percent, you know, because I felt so bad. Mm -hmm. But then at the end, I thought, I'm going to say, you know, I wasn't trying to yell at them, but I said what happened there was wrong. And I'm really famous. And I'm going to talk about this and I'm right. going to put it out there. I'm going to put it online. I'm going to talk about it on television because this is, this is not right. Yeah. And I'm not mad at you guys. It's not your fault, but this has to be addressed. And so when I went, I went home and at this point I was crying. Like I was actually yeah, really in my heart, really upset and crying. And I, um, called my mom, you know, you know, I was like crying and screaming at her in, to, in Korean. About this whole thing, and my mom was so happy that I was bitching about people in Korean (laughs) that she started crying. Wow! And she said, "This is like a this is a dream come true. Like I cannot believe that I can talk to you like this, and I and this is what you need to say to those bitches." And then she gave me all this shitty stuff to say. Wow! You know, in Korean that would really fuck them up. And um, she was so happy, but she was like also like really upset that it happened to me. Yeah, you know. And so I went and I. I thought, what am I going to do? And I wrote a whole long blog entry about it. You know, really trying to talk about how much I love the place. I think it's a really nice spa. But how it's so hard to, what I was trying to say is like, you know, when, for me as a Korean American, when you grow up, you don't see anybody like you in in television or where you want to be or around you in comedy. You don't see anybody like you. And then you go to a place where everybody looks like you and they all hate you. It is the worst feeling. Right, right. Like, it's unbelievably, like, you don't fit anywhere. Not amongst people that are obviously different, mm-hmm. and then people who are like you. You yeah. don't fit any, anywhere. And so that, that's like what I was trying to express in my writing. And the, the piece got picked up um, by Jezebel.com. And it went out so far. There's something about the internet that if, they, if you kind of... I don't know how this happens, but if you are, I guess, we, we have a no, n- sort of notorious enough... To like say something, and then you know there, there was all these different elements to too. I was naked, and you know it was like yeah. it was racial, but it was like a very um, you know I was trying to be nice about the place, but also talk about this culture struggle, and uh, so it got picked up everywhere, and um, TMZ picked it up, and then so I went on TMZ yesterday, and they were extremely kind and nice to me, and then um, then uh, you know I got all the shitty shitty Twitter feedback like, you're just full of yourself. You're just sad, telling me that I'm fucking sad. And I'm like, you know what, why am I sad? Right. What am I sad for? You know, I'm just like, I'm just trying to like be, you know, naked in the spa where everybody's naked. Mm -hmm. And then that's unacceptable. So the spa, um, I of course sent them the link, you know, my, uh, you know, on Jezebel. And um, I, I was like really, you know, I, I was very kind to them in all of my writing. Cause I think it's a great place. So they emailed me back so apologetic and then I, uh, so offered me all of these free treatments and, you know, were saying how sorry they were and how unfortunate it was what happened and how terrible it was and how accepting they are. And so I don't blame them. I'm actually going back to, uh, allow them to make it up to me. And I think it's really sweet. And I, you know, I tried to like write about it online too. Like this is, this is sort of the solution the problem and I think what's great about it is if we can tell people what happened to us then things can get solved. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like that is somehow solved. Although I'm a little bit frightened to go back because I'm going to have to be naked in the same situation. Well, the,
1: the, had you been there prior to that? No. and oh, that, So it was, your, it was your first time yeah. in that one. Mm-hmm. Had you been to anywhere? Did it ever been an issue that you had tattoos?
0: No. I mean, I've gotten the looks before but I'm used to the looks.
1: But you've never had them actually come up no, but see, that's the—that's what it comes down to. It's like it doesn't matter who you are. You can't come in and treat somebody like that, right? You can't right. come in. I don't care what everybody else thinks. If you're not in there and you're not disruptive and mm-hmm. you're not, you know, you're just trying to enjoy the spa like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. That you—that's just that. I don't care what I don't care what other people's bullshit is, right, right. Because you're not doing anything wrong.
0: No. No,
1: and so w- when you actually go to get your treatment, you can't relax. You can't no. enjoy that now. No, because that, it just builds up so much. Right, and I guess what, like you said, I mean, you could have just gone to any goddamn spa, mm-hmm. anywhere, mm-hmm. and they would have accepted you and and been yeah. thrilled to have you exactly. there. Exactly, but you wanted to go to this something that, that 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 you felt like you would be almost, um, I don't know, protected almost, or, yeah. or in, that, that you would it was it's something part of you because you're trying yeah. to to uh, experience that as well
0: yeah and i'm trying to be more korean and these yeah. are these kinds of spas are really part of my childhood because i used to go when i was a little girl in korea with my mom and it's like a part of my i remember all of my aunts you know when they were all still alive and like i was like it was so beautiful to be with yeah. all these women that you know are now dead and like i think about like oh my god like you know going to the spa like i remember like my mom and my um my big aunt, her name was uh, Kunimo. She was like crazy, like giant, like woman. And she would like get in like the spa and like the water would go up. <laughs> I mean, she was so huge. And like, you know, she uh, died on a plane. Oh, wow. She was she had cancer and she was going to um, Korea. And then the plane had to be emergency landed in Seattle because she died. Oh, wow. And so they had to like drop her body off in Seattle and my mom had to go get it. Oh. And so my mom had to like go to Seattle and like get my aunt's body, and like my mom does not talk about what happened. And I can just, I can really picture it though, because mm. they were so close. Yeah. And then my mom, um, you know, came back with the body, and then all then after the funeral, my mom gave my uh, gave gave me all Kunimo's jewelry, and Kunimo had like the biggest jewelry because she was the biggest girl in the in the whole family, right? And she had like the richest husband. And she was she was always draped in jewels, and she looked kind of like John Lithgow from World According to Garb. <laughs> like she was a giant, giant woman. It was like she was Julia Child. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like yeah, a yeah, Korean yeah. Julia Child. Wow. So, um, she she my mom wanted me to know that Kunimo always always loved up uh, loved me, and that I was always her favorite. Oh wow! And so I have all of her giant jewelry. But, um, the, the, the Korean spa reminds me of this wonderful woman and all the wonderful women in my family that I've lost, you know, so that's why I like to go. And so that's why it's so heartbreaking to go to a place like that and be rejected. Not by the, not by the staff necessarily, because they were actually trying to be nice. It's Mm -hmm. not their fault. It's the women there who in fact are not really that much older than me. You know, people say, oh, it's the old generation. Not really. I'm actually 44. I'm actually kind of older than them. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty neck, we're neck and neck, and that may fly in Korea. You know, you may have those prejudices in Korea, but this is America.
1: Yeah, you can't do that.
0: No, you can't. You can't um, exclude people uh, because of their skin or what they've done with their bodies mm-hmm. or any kind of modification or whatever, whatever makes us different. Right. But it's really it was heartbreaking because it was like this rejection. But then at the same time, the fact that I could share with my mother in Korean about it. And then she could tell me tell me what I should say to them, you know. And that that we had that thing. Yeah, that's we were like that. Pitching.
1: I mean, that's the the that's like the not. That there's a good part of it, but that's kind of like that bonding that that created is kind of cool. Yeah. But it's I so... I'm, I'm very much of like I don't judge people. Yeah. I judge by the mind and not by the colors on their skin. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Not the
1: colors they've <laughs> had added on <laughs> to their skin.
0: Well, I mean, it's like my dad was trying to explain to me that we, the in Korean culture that tattoos signify gangsters that it's jokpe that it's like that's the that's like a Korean yakuza and so they mm. all have tattoos to signify that they you know belong to, but i'm so clearly not a gang member yeah well you you have a
1: couple of unfinished presidents on your knees <laughs> what gang is that <laughs> what what gang is that you know look 1600 pen bitches <laughs> White House is in the house, motherfuckers. (laughs) It's so not gangster.
0: 1,600.
1: (laughs) I'm so gangster.
0: District of Columbia (laughs) and shit. It's so like, it's so not gangster. It's so ridiculous but so so, but
1: this isn't like i thought maybe it was like an ancient tradition thing of like oh tattoos are but it's it's because of in more recent times right they're associated with the but yeah you're well well that's the thing it's like if you fucking are a gangster don't fuck with me right you know right but it's just that it's that thing like they can't look at you and go oh well this is gangster tattoos
0: no but they but the the they know i'm not a gangster that's That's why they're looking at me that's yeah. why they're judging Oh, openly. they're trying to
1: figure out why you have... have they've not seen anybody else with tattoos?
0: I mean, really. Ridiculous. What, what's,
1: yeah. What century did you go to this bath in? Is it like a door <laughs> where you walk through and it's like <laughs> a couple of hundred years back? I think so. Where there's no tattoos? That's just so... like it's You insane. can't be the first person they've seen with tattoos in
0: there. No. No. But it's a, it's a way... Like Korean culture, the thing about it is that there was a lot of organized crime because Korea was totally decimated in 1950. Right. So... And since then, it's totally rebuilt. And only because there is such a high level of organized crime okay. that operates within the corporate world. So you have organized crime running a lot of the um, construction and also a lot of the the money lending to to finance the construction. Also, a lot of the music industry and the film industry is totally built on organized crime money. There's wow. so much organized crime happening in Korea. It is almost indistinguishable from, you know, just the, the, the commerce. Right. So the, that, but yet there's such a stigma still attached to it because it is a work. It's crime.
1: Yeah. It's not good.
0: No, it's not good. But, but it has built the country. It is somewhat responsible for the, the, the great growth of the nation hmm. um, because really it was not there 50, 60 years ago. It did not exist. And it was also very, very poor. Right. So it's really, it, it really owes quite a lot, a quite great debt to organized crime and also a lot of the korean immigrants in japan were unable to work legally or they were unable to get jobs like that were i guess skilled labor because they had all these restrictions on their immigration so they went into organized crime and created a lot of what is known as the yakuza okay yeah so the yakuza is actually mostly korean um born you know, Korean-born Japanese, Japanese-born Koreans. There's a lot of Korean-Japanese interaction within yakuza, mm. which is not, and they're very famously known for being tattooed. Also, the organized gangsters in Korea are very tattooed. So it says it's complicated history. Right. However, I'm so not part of that. You're
1: not that. No. So, do you, but do you think they just? It was just just general prejudice.
0: Yeah, general prejudice. They, like, you know, they, they like you to can base
1: it in um oh, with the the criminal part of it, but they were just being shitty to you
0: being shitty because I'm different.
1: So they yeah. went and complained. Yeah. Somebody must have gone and complained. Several people. And then they got yeah. to come in and, and find you.
0: Yeah. And talk to single Mia.
1: <laughs> I love that they got to scan the room scan to the see r- which. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then so I guess now they're going to do everything they can to try and. So, But what happens when you go back?
0: Well, I don't know. I feel like, you know, what they're going to do. This is what I, my theory
1: they're going to clear the place out. They're
0: going to clear the place out. They're going to give everybody some kind of golf certificate to go like to Anaheim or something. <laughs> or Irvine. They're going to all go to Irvine. Right. I feel like they're going to like send an email blast out and say, do not, you know, do not be prejudiced against people with tattoos. I think that they're going to do some sort of sensitivity yeah. training with their staff and also try to reach out to some of their members. I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but it really, it felt really like a very, you know, one of those things, you know, when you're those situations where you were like, oh my God, I'm actually, the, I'm actually feeling the, 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 the hot glare of discrimination. Yeah. It's, it's rare that it happens in this, in this day and age, you know, this sort of post racism idea. hmm But when you feel it, it's quite strong.
1: And you're feeling it, as you said before, in a place where you should be feeling Im- immense comfort. Right. Right. And inclusion.
0: Right. It feels almost like you know you, when you feel like that. It's like it's like like a little little black child going to school in um, Alabama right. in the sixties. Right. You're know, like they're gonna hose me off. Yeah.
1: Which that, that actually probably might happen in a spa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's sort of what happens. Yeah. Right? You, pay some, <laughs> you pay for that. There is some. You pay for
0: that. that's extra. That's extra.
1: But it's refreshing. But it's that idea that yeah, it's like but it's a very cultural sort of bias. Hmm too Mm -hmm. like i mean i mean like cultural of of like of the tattoos and everything Mm -hmm. like it's just but you said they weren't that that much older so no or even even older so it's just it's just a weird thing that they just i think some people just went we don't like it and we're gonna be bitches about this right
0: but there was a man i saw korean man in the gym area who was very heavily tattooed and he looked like a big tough guy i doubt that when he went into the men's spa, that a bunch of men went to the front desk and complained about him.
1: No, because not they, at all.
0: Would, yeah, they wouldn't be like, they wouldn't be doing that because they're Korean men. They could handle it,
1: right? <laughs> and he might be a gangster. Yeah,
0: he might probably. Is. He might
1: be. A I mean, gangster. yeah, I think so. I mean, but yeah. it's like nobody gives a shit, right? Right. But is it is it more is it more of the women? Is it a, the, is it a, a thing about some of the women in in the in the place that? Mm, yeah where they're more, uh, I don't know what the word sensitive or they're more, or they go, they, they feel more or, outraged where some blokes were just like, Fine. I didn't what bloke with tattoos. I didn't notice. I didn't give a I shit. Know. I was, I was minding my own business. <laughs> I was doing my own thing.
0: <laughs> I think what it is is that in Korea, and this is true of a lot of countries that, that women's bodies are viewed as public space. And when you do something like when you are, uh, in their eyes, overweight Mm -hmm. or um, you're not keeping your end of the bargain, you're not keeping up your femininity or you're not wearing makeup and you're not doing all the things or you look masculine or whatever it is or you're very tattooed. You are not holding the public space that women are because we are so viewed as, you know, we are the mothers, we are the caretakers of the whole country. And so our bodies are really the source of everything. And because of that... We are adored, but we're also denigrated. You know, we're also, and we're also held to a certain standard. You've got to look a certain way. Like weight is very, very big, you know, big deal for women in Korea. If you are considered overweight, it's really tough. So I always had a really hard time, you know, when I was going there when I was a kid, so I was pretty fat kid. So then I got a lot of shit for it. You know, and I think that there was like, they they always looked at me like that you have so much potential because you could be pretty if you would just not be fat. What is the issue,
1: though? I mean, I mean, I mean, and and you could it's say, well, even in our society now, there's that similar thing, but that's just from a pure vanity and bullshit standpoint. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. oh, oh, you're too fat by our standards. Yeah, but it's a di- it's a different it's an even a different way of of putting people down for yeah. it over there. Like, it's just in the culture, it's not you're not trying enough, or you're not yeah. what you're, you're not
0: up you're not trying enough. You're not upholding what we consider our image. You're not uphold. you're not holding up your end of the bargain when of being a woman. When did this all come
1: through? When did this all like, when did these standards, are they old time standards, like centuries, or is it more of the modern I think it's mindset? Modern. I think it's modern. And the, and the, like you said, because it almost like starting from 1950 on, yeah. they could almost rewrite everything. Like this right. is what you got to do and this is how it is. And this is.
0: Yeah. And there's like so much of, there's so much of of, of American film culture there too. And they like love like, movie stars, and they love American movies, and they love like, oh, they love Audrey Hepburn. That's the biggest, biggest, there's a lot of Korean women named Audrey. Really? Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of Audrey Hepburn, a lot of Audrey Hepburn, like kind of, uh, I kind of like look, logos, like kind of like everywhere, Yeah. um, because she represents the ultimate in femininity, which is a very, very thin woman, gammon, childlike almost, and with very large eyes. So surgery for your eyes in Korea is huge. Mm. You know, that's a very, very big thing. Where Like a lot of women are, a lot of men too, are getting plastic surgery to make their eyes larger. So it's a very uh, looks-based culture, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that the country is so overcrowded that now it's just come down to like judging books by their cover. Right. Because we don't know who's going to be good. And there's too many people to, to, to wade through. Right. So if you just have to have the best face, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, we, you know, that's kind of what the film's all about. That's why all the movies on TV's kind of the sort of best looking people, I guess. Right. You don't have a lot of real, real looking people in the movies, except for uh, Choi Min Sik, who is, um, he was a star of Old Boy who's probably Korea's most revered actor because he's so real. See, they also struggle for wanting that reality, too. Right. They also struggle for, for wanting that authenticity. So yeah. it's very, I don't know, it's a tough culture to be from. That's
1: a hard line to mm-hmm. be sort of like, live up to some idealized um, you know version of, of, of that nobody can really live up to mm-hmm. in looks wise mm-hmm. yet have this authenticity it doesn't even mix
0: no it doesn't at mix. all
1: but I guess if you if you have that authenticity and he's you, probably had it for a long time
0: mm-hmm. yeah he's always had it
1: so it's just it's un, it's unquestioned mm-hmm. but how do you get that now I don't know it doesn't happen right?
0: it doesn't happen it's very strange it's very strange and, and so it's a very tough kind of place to be around I mean it's a place that like I've always had trouble identifying with and always, I love so much, but at the same time, it rejects me. Like Korean culture rejects me constantly, but I always come back to it because I have to, because mm-hmm. it's like the whole, the skin I'm in, I can't you, Yeah, you it.
1: can't go, you can't just go, well, I'm just going to give up on that because yeah. it's, it's, it's something that is so much a part of you. Yeah. But then you, why can't they just go? Yeah, right on. Come on in. Just yeah. be, you know. It, it, why? Why do they go to treat you that way? But <laughs> but is it? It's like that's that sort of that thing where it's just it just they just don't want to accept you. Right. They don't want to easily accept it. No. Because it's it's too what? It's just too. It's too. It's just too much work. It's too hard. Yes. Is it because you because you've got the American part of you? Yeah. That is just too
0: hard for them to accept. And maybe that's scary. Because then, you know, then when you like start to become American, you lose control. Like I remember there were so many different weird biases. I remember of like things like that. I remember a little, as a little girl, there was a, um, a woman in our church, Korean woman whose husband died. And then she eventually married a white man and she was really shunned by all the families in the church. And I thought that's really weird because she was once a member. Mm-hmm. And then she had this tragedy where her partner died. Yeah. And then she met a man who she fell in love with, who happened to be white. And that some somehow that made her, within that Korean culture in the church in the 70s, somehow that made her an outcast. You know, and then she kind of stopped coming. And that's a big deal in church, like in Korean church if you stop coming. It's almost like you get ex- excommunicated. It's like you died. Right. And um, I always thought about that lady and I thought, God, that's really weird that how, you know, she just was like really a big part of the church. And then yeah. she of sort of faded away because she went elsewhere, I guess, to find a partner. But she, you know, she fell in love with somebody.
1: That's the thing, too. It's just wh- how, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. I mean, to go through the horrible tragedy of losing a spouse. hmm. Which must be devastating, and then there's going to be years or whatever of of just mourning and just probably, and then you find a little bit of joy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you find it with. Right. Who cares? Right. And you 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 can be that uncool to go. Mm, I'm I'm not going to talk to you now. Yeah. How be scared that, that's, I just that's just so that's just so cruel. It's just so and it for a church mm-hmm. so unchurch unchristian right so unchristian you know. But that's the, the, not the first. Um, example of unchristian (laughs) behavior within the walls of a church, I'm sure. But isn't that funny? The people who should accept everything don't.
0: They don't. And then, but then, you know, it it was a lesson for me. I'm like, wow, this is like, actually, this is possible within the church. This is possible. So it made made me want to leave. Right. And made me want to leave pretty early on, you know, and, and explore what else was out there in the world. And that was a good thing because I saw how ugly things were immediately like as a child right and as a kid that's
1: the example you see
0: Mm -hmm. like Mm
1: -hmm. of of what they would do to somebody who did nothing to anyone right right and yet they would they would shun her
0: yeah and silently and quietly in a way that's most sinister
1: do you know anything about her life afterwards or just just nothing she wasn't around you never she
0: wasn't around i never saw her
1: never heard anything about her never
0: heard anything wow and it's like God, it's weird. But there was a lot of distrust and a lot of anger around that Korean church community because one of the members had, um, because when these immigrants would come over here, um, these Korean immigrants would distrust banks. So they would put all the money in, all of their money, pull it all in one place, and a family would hold it for a period of time. And it was called ke. It was like a debt. It was like a debtor's, and if somebody needed money, you could borrow it out of the care, it was like this whole thing. It was like a banking system within the families, like 15, 20 families. Mm-hmm. And then one of the families took off with the money. Oh, Jesus. They fucking took off with everything. Everything my family had, everything all of our families really? had. Fucking gone. Can you imagine? Like It's like that That rift happened. And they, these were just Korean people. There was no, not even any white people involved. Right, so they, right, but right. they decided to blame it. On this woman who got married to a white man who had oh, nothing that? to do with it, so
1: she got dragged into that.
0: She got dragged into it, but it was like a silent blame. It's like the, the 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 first wound had hurt them so mm-hmm. much that they were gonna look look to cast any kind of blame anywhere they could, and that well, was you the know first why thing that
1: happened because she married <laughs> that she married that white devil.
0: That's what happened. <laughs>
1: Jesus.
0: But it's, it's but did that. they ever
1: try to track down the people? Or did, I guess how you're gonna, nobody knows where nobody they are. Nobody knows They're where going. they are.
0: They changed so their So everybody name. would
1: just have, would, would be a similar amount of money and just somebody would yeah. keep it yeah. there?
0: Somebody, you know, what would happen is that everybody God. would make their money, you know, whatever they did. We were all poor, but they would make their money and they would all put it in one Thing and they, we would write down how much you put, mm-hmm. and then you would you would just put it in there, and then you could borrow out of that if you needed to send your kid to school, right, or if you had like some hospital thing. It
1: was your money still, yeah. to a degree. It but was your money always. You had to put it back in, pay it back in, or what?
0: No, no. Well, you, you if you took a debt you'd have to pay it back. Mm-hmm. But people would immediately pay it back because it was so shameful to right. owe money to the kid. But like
1: your money, you could go, oh, I need 20 bucks, you could go get that. Oh, yeah, you could go get, oh, yeah, or, go get it. Yeah, yeah, it okay. was like
0: a bank. It was like your own bank. But these bank. people
1: just decided to piss off they with took the money. All how, much of did, it. how much was was it? Probably.
0: Oh, God, probably a couple hundred thousand. Oh my and God. this was like, for these immigrants, this was everything they had. Yeah. This was like house down payments and shit. This was like all their, you know, everything. This kid's education is fucked up. It was you, fucked do up. Do
1: you know the people that took off? Were, were you yeah. aware of them? Oh, yeah. Do you have oh, yeah. memories of them?
0: Yeah. It was like kids, the, the kids that I knew the kids and I knew the parents, I'd like slept over their house Jesus. and stuff and suddenly they're fucking gone and then like that must have been, they must have needed the money really bad because they basically just disappeared. I think they became Chinese <laughs> or something. I mean, you know, that's like, because it's like, you know, the these families in, in Korea, there's certain things that are really valued like friendship is valued like family is. Friendship is so intense there. You know, because it's like when you're a friend, you have to do everything for your friend. You cannot ever say no. So that's why you're always taught when you're growing up, don't ever ask too much of your friends. Oh, okay. Because you're going to get that asked of you. Oh, so right. don't don't put that on your friendship because it's too much to ask for a person. Because in Korean, it's kind of, you can't say no to a friend.
1: Hmm. And
0: that, um, so K is kind of based on that can't say no to your friends. We're all the same. We're going to all put our money together. We're going to be here for each other. And that family, you know, they were friends of my family. And they all fucking, they fucking took off. Goddamn. And it's so weird. And I think about them now and I think, God, I wonder what happened to them.
1: What, yeah, what? Yeah. He's like, what happened to this story? I'll tell you one thing I'm pretty sure of. They were all covered in tattoos. <laughs> fucking gangsters.
0: Again, Jim always has the last word because it doesn't get any better. He's the best. Seriously. And the place is Aroma Spa and uh, it's in Koreatown and it's great. I'm going back. I have no ill will. I
1: might pop in myself.
0: You got to go. I'll
1: probably get asked to leave the ladies sauna too. <laughs> but for different reasons.
0: <laughs> We'd love to have you. You can tweet us at Monsters of Talk. You can tweet me at Margaret Show. Where can they tweet you, Jim?
1: At Jimmy Shelter.
0: You can listen to us on soundcloud.com or uh, better yet, subscribe to us on iTunes. We have guests all the time. If you want to be a guest, tweet at us. Yeah. Uh, tweet us pictures of you listening. Can you can you do that? Can people tweet I pictures? I think
1: they can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah you know, Or but, tweet a
1: picture of you listening to something and say yeah, that you're listening say, to us. Yeah, just say you are. But please listen to us.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, we're really, you know, you, there's a lot of things that we're talking about that need to be heard. Right. Uh, and we love it. So we will talk to you next time. Thank you.